tonight. I really, 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 really planned on finishing our love series tonight. And it's been a great series. How many have enjoyed the series? How many have got a lot out of the series? How many are still planning to get more out of the series? As we see our marriages, our relationships, our futures, just our lives, our world completely changed for God. So I really intended tonight to finish this series. But as I sat down and actually prepared a message this morning, You know, I really felt driving into work this afternoon that, you know, I was just battling because I was like, you know, I've got a message for tonight and it's good. We can finish the series, but just something kept saying, no, no, that's not for tonight. I haven't finished. I I want something for Sunday too. So I just really felt that what we're going to do is we're going to leave the last cycle, which is the reward cycle. We're going to leave that and we're going to cover that Sunday morning. So I'm really excited about that. So tonight I want to talk about practical ways that we can really love and respect each other. Practical ways. And I've been so energized even by just a few of the testimonies that I've already received during the course of this love series. A husband and wife came to the church for the first time Sunday morning and came up to me. I think they worked with Josh. It's one of the teachers from his school. And they came up to me and says, wow, you spoke just to us today. We really received that. And thank you so much. What an incredible testimony. And I know in my life, I've been challenged in areas and things that I can do a lot better. You know, my goal is to cherish and to treasure Kelly more than ever before. And I already do that. But I just want to do it more. I never want her to wake up one day and doubt, does he really love me? I want her to know wholeheartedly that I love her and that she is so important to me. So there are definitely key principles here that every one of us must put into action into our marriages, into our future marriages. Let's just put it this way, into our lives. Because these principles we will will talk about learn in every aspect of relationships. You may have a female boss and you may not always see eye to eye with her and what she's trying to say or what she's trying to do. Why is that? Because she sees red, hears red and speaks red and you what? See blue, hear blue, speak blue. So these principles work not just only in marriage but also in relationships period. We've talked about the fact that some of the things are unnatural. You know, if only you could buy a pair of shoes that had been worn for three weeks. We don't like new shoes. They give you blisters. I remember once I went out and bought an expensive pair of soccer boots. They cost me nearly 200 bucks for a pair of soccer boots. And I'm talking, that's a lot of money when you're talking about 22 years ago. I mean, I'm showing my age now. I was like 16 at the time and I bought these boots and they were about 200 bucks. And I guess it wasn't a lot of money for me because my mum and dad bought them for, no, I'm playing. I did buy them myself. You know, when I put these boots on, I thought these things are going to be the great. They gave me the worst blisters. 
on my heels I have ever had. And I kept telling myself they're comfortable, they're comfortable, they're comfortable because 200 bucks will try and convince you of that. How many knows what I'm talking about? But they were just sore and agony. It seemed like it took them forever to wear in. But my God, when they wore in, Come on, they scored a few goals and they took care of P. And, you know, you just got to wear them in. Some things are unnatural to us. But you know what? We just got to keep on and just keep allowing God just to help us and strengthen us and give us the wisdom that we need. Why? Because I'm tired of seeing families live on the crazy cycle. I'm tired of it. As I was preparing this message today, I had to ask myself this question and I want your input tonight. And the question I asked myself was this. I wonder how many marriages out there today spin on the crazy cycle. I mean, I wonder how many marriages, a percentage. I wonder the percentage of marriages where the spouses react negatively to each other. How many, who, would, who would throw up some suggestions, what you think perhaps? And listen, there is no right or wrong answer. What do you think would be about the percentage? Anyone got anything for me tonight? How many? Big percent. About 80%. Okay. Anyone else got any other takers in the house? About 60, Miss D would say. Doug, 65. Do I hear something? Abraham? About 70. About 70%. Okay. All right. Well, when you think about it, obviously every number that we've heard tonight is over 50. So that means over half the marriages today perhaps are on the crazy cycle. You know, statistically, they tell us now that about one in three marriages will end in a divorce. One in three marriages will end in a divorce. That means, what, about 66% of marriages are living on the crazy cycle. So therefore, between probably about 60 to 70%, we're probably, unfortunately, very close to the right facts and the stats of what's happening. I have to sit back and say, that's alarming stats. How many would say that's alarming stats? Just say for argument's sake, we've got 12 couples in here tonight. 33% of those relationships are going to end. That's pretty rough. I mean, that's pretty rough. And we've got to realize that, that not only are we spinning out of control, but some are ending because of the control or lack of control. And the saddest reality is this, it's not just in the world. The rate is even higher in some cases in the church. And it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. We need to once again read, but not only read, we need to once again grab a hold of scriptures like 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The love chapter. We need to grab a hold of scriptures like that. We need to read those. Why? Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the first thing we will discover about love is the direction of love. Did you know that love has a direction? Love's direction is out. Outward. Love's direction is giving of itself. It's not arrogant. It's not proud. It's not puffed up. It thinks not about itself, but about others. It's not rude. It's not obnoxious. I mean, read it for yourself when you get home. Corinthians 13, we need to be reminded of that. Why? Because we have got so selfish, so self-centered that it's all about us, where we realize the direction of love is not towards us. The direction of love is from within us, out of us. 
What about scriptures like John 3.16? God so loved the world. What did he do? He gave. Did he just give a portion or did he give the best? He gave the best. He gave his son. What do we see again about love? Love gives. Love flows out of itself. And the sad reality is we all know the scriptural evidence. We all know the scriptural proof. We can turn to it and we can show people that. But we fail to see it also involves our response. Whether or not we will apply it to our lives is our choice, our response. But we've got to start loving, respecting, being what God has called us to be. So for the last few weeks, we have been trying and hopefully successfully to make you realize that we are different. We're male and female. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's okay. God made us that way and God don't make no junk. Come on. So in discovering that, we realize that we see different, we hear different, we speak different. We talked about that a lady needs love and how a lady spells love is what? What was the initials we used? Couple, which stood for Closeness, openness, understanding, peacemaking, loyalty, and E-steam. Esteem. So there you go. We've got three people who have been paying attention, and they were probably the three people who have been taking notes. We also discovered that men, they see, they hear, they talk through blue, and the way that they need is not so much love, but it's respect. And respect to a man is spelt by the initials what? Chairs, which stands for conquest, hierarchy, authority, insight, relationships, sexuality. Come on, Melissa, I am loving it. Melissa is clued in on what the guys need. I like that. Guys, you were really quiet when it came to what the ladies need. And all the ladies say, watch it, guys. Get it together. But one thing we discovered is we're not wrong. We are just different. Well, what tonight we're going to try and do is we're going to look at practical ways that we can both couple and chair. We're looking at practical ways that, guys, we can couple our wives, loving them as they want. And we're going to look at practical ways that women can chair respect their husbands. And we're going to try and help you tonight. No excuses. I like what Kayla said earlier. No excuses. So, hey, ladies first. So, ladies, we're going to start with you. So, we're going to look at practical ways tonight. And, Bishop, I want you to help me tonight if you can. And um, we're going to look at practical ways how we can and help. And I'll call on you when I need you, sir. But what we're going to look at is, we're going to look at C first, which stood for closeness. 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 A lady says these words, I feel close with you. In other words, we talked about the closeness a lady wants is face-to-face time. And heart-to-heart time. She says, I feel close to you when I've got that face, when I've got your undivided attention. When you, here's the way that practically we can love a woman. Are you ready, guys? And show a closeness. Number one, when you hold my hand. Number two, when you hug me. And number three, when you are affectionate without sexual 
intention. What do I mean by that? The last one. A lady doesn't want to be groped every time she's held. Come on, I know this is some, some strong stuff tonight, but let's just be honest. We're in the house of God. We need to learn. She doesn't need to feel like she's just a piece of meat. Every time you hold her or, or just pat her or love her or whatever, it should not be with sexual intention. Because if that's the way you're trying to get close to her, guys, you, you, you're driving her further away. So what we're going to do tonight is, ladies, we need you to talk to our blueness tonight. Okay? We need you to help us as guys tonight. I'm going to cover this side. Bishop, you're going to cover that side. But what I'm asking you tonight is, when we talk about closeness, being hugged and being loved and being held and just being treated right, come on, ladies, is that true? How does that make you feel? Come on, talk to us tonight. Express to us as guys what you want. If you've got something to say, please put your hand up because we want to record this so we can get it on the website and CDs so people can hear it. So if you've got something, keep that hand up nice and high because we want to come to you today. Come on, ladies, who's going to go first? Come on. You got a bishop? Responds to love and kindness. This does draw a woman. Love and kindness, she's drawn by that. Come on. So, you know, it makes a great difference with how the male will treat the female. Cool. What about just holding a hand and just hugging and just not being? I mean, how does that make you? Come on, ladies. Talk to our blueness tonight. Come on. Anyone got anything? I'm not going to hang around if you're not going to. Come on, Miss Pat. Well, when we're held, it makes us feel loved and appreciated. I like that. I like to hear that. I like to know that you all feel that. Yes, Miss Denise? When I come home from work, John always comes out of the office wherever he is to give me a hug. My day is not complete until I come home and he gives me a hug. Cool. Isn't that awesome? Just a simple... You see, we're talking about practical things that we can so over, easily overlook. But yet, Denise's day is not complete until John gives her a hug. Anyone else got anything? So, Patricia, right at the back. Come on, Bishop, run, sir. We want to get you at the back because it's all important. Some days when it seems like everything in the whole day has gone wrong and I get home and run the gauntlet through my family, um, my extended family, and I get back to my husband and he puts his arms around me it seems like everything in the whole wide world just melts away. And I feel his love, and I feel like everything's going to be just fine at that point, no matter what. Cool. How many would agree tonight that closeness is doable? Come on, guys. How many can say that we can hug our wives, that we can just love them, that we can just hold their hand, just be loving to them and stuff? Here comes Bishop. He'll take you. What, 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 uh, this is a Catholic church? No, ma'am. What kind of religion is this? We're a non-denominational non church. What, what, is, what does that mean? It means that we are free to worship God. We are in relationship with God, not in religion with God. Yes. So we're part of that. And we're glad that you came here to be, tonight All to right. be with us. My name and is, we pray uh, that my you... My name is uh, Lois Rhodes from... Uh, I'm from Algiers. Well, fantastic. And we pray, we pray that you feel the love of God tonight in this place. And before you leave, we pray that you've been hugged and someone has just told you that they love you. No one's hugged you yet? Well, I'm going to give you a hug right now. How's that? Can I give you a hug right now? How's that? 
Aren't we glad that you're here tonight? Come on, let's give it up for her tonight. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. So we're, gonna, we're talking about that. Okay, so let's go to the next one. And let me say this before I jump on with this. As I was writing down these thoughts, something else came to mind, and that was this. There are some ladies out there today that don't like to be touched. They don't like to be held. They don't like to be hugged. And if you would talk to most of those women who feel that way, most of them could go back to a wrong that has happened in their life where they've been hurt, that they've been mistreated, that they've been misused. And can I tell you right now, ladies, even though you feel that it may remind you of that and be something, I'm telling you, there's a need still inside of you that you need to push through and realize that you need to be held. You need to be loved, especially when it comes to your spouse, because don't push away someone who can help the healing process in your life. And allow God to touch you. So we looked at closeness. The next thing that we looked at, openness. A lady says, I feel open with you when you're not secretly mad at me. Remember, ladies don't like to feel that you're secretly mad at you. And what? Number one, you share your feelings with me. And that lady, every lady's dream to have her husband share his feelings with her. Second thing is this. Tell me about your day and the challenges that you've faced. And last but not least, under openness, when you talk to me without harshness, guardedness, or grunting and complaining. Ladies, talk to us, if you would, and help our blueness when it comes to openness about what it means when we share our feelings, when we talk about our days and the challenges, and we come to you not harsh and not, you know, guarded and not grunting. I mean, help us out. Has anyone got anything they want to say? Because ladies, if you ain't going to talk, we're going to just move on. And we've got plenty to say, guys. Isn't that right? We've got plenty to say. Miss Odessa, and you get Miss D. Yes, uh, women like for their husband to talk back and be open with them. But sometimes if they came in and was quiet and wouldn't say anything, that hurts a woman's feelings. She's wondering what's wrong with him. And it's wise if he become open with her and she loved that more. Come on, cool. One one of the most successful things in a marriage is communication. And communication is not him talking and me talking. It's him talking and I hear what he says and I understand and vice versa. And he understands what I say. But in the same regard, if we don't share the day, if he's not listening to my day or if I'm not listening to his day, he can possibly get somebody else that will hear what he has to say. And then we've got a big disconnect. So it's really important that we share even the little things, even how my day went at work, even how somebody called or, or said something wrong. Just him listening to what I've got to say is more important than me sharing it with the kids. Cool. It's, it's adult talk and not kid talk. Cool. Well, she touched upon what I was going to say, but communication is the key. Cool. Ladies, you like it when he opens up to you and lets you see the problem guys have is when we share our feelings, it's been labeled so long that we're opening up or exposing our weaknesses, our shortcomings and our failures. But ladies, don't you just love for us to be real with you and tell you that there's been struggles and that there's been hard things and and that, you know what, it makes you almost feel human, I think, too. For a guy to share their feelings without us asking. is incredible, huh? Ladies like that. 
Anything else? Kayla, you going to say something? No, you weren't. You actually weren't. Okay, she wants to keep all of her secrets. So, so we look at openness. Closeness, openness. Then the next thing we discovered in our journey was understanding. Understanding. A lady says, I feel that you understand me and you empathize with me when you, number one, listen to me. Just listen to me. It's amazing when you go through things like this. It's so simple, but yet so practical. Just listen to me. But this is what a lady says when she says, listen to me. Can you begin to learn to know when to give advice and when just to be a listening ear? Just listen to me. Listen to me. Another thing a lady likes and feels that you understand her and empathize to her is when you perhaps repeat back to her some of the things that she's been saying. Why is that important, ladies? Because then you know he's listening to what you've said. Why? Because I've noticed with Kelly and I, there's been times that she's been talking to me and I've been watching the TV and I'm hearing everything she's saying, but she doesn't think I'm hearing because I'm not looking at her. And she'll say to me, you're not, you're not even... And I'll just turn to her and I'll just go, you just said... But you know what? Am I really listening to her? Because we found out that men are in a square. So if they're watching TV, they're hearing another noise, but they're not really paying attention. Come on, guys, let's just be honest. So therefore, the fact is listening to a woman is also intently... A lady doesn't think you're listening to her unless you're looking at her too. So if she says to me, are you listening to me? Don't listen to her when you're driving because you're going to get in a wreck. How many knows that? You can't look at her and drive at the same time. So she says, would you listen to me and know when to give advice and when not? Would you repeat back to at least let me know that you really are there? But here, what about this one? A woman feels understanding when you express appreciation for the contribution of what she is doing in the home and everything around. I'll be the first one to go on record, and I'm glad Kelly stepped back in here. I'll be the first one to go on record and say, I couldn't do her job. Come on, I'll be the first one. Guys, any other guys in the house that say the same thing? I couldn't do my, woman's, my wife's job. I really couldn't. You know, a lot of people look at Kelly and they'll say, oh, you don't work. I mean, that is the biggest joke ever. If you're staying at home and you've got five kids and a house to keep and everything. Kelly often said, it would be easier if I did work because I probably wouldn't have to do so much. You know? So ladies, talk to us about the understanding. What does it mean to have someone just to listen and be there? Just to repeat back, to let you know that they really are. No, and you know, and just give that appreciation every now and again. Anyone got anything they want to help us in our blueness? What does it mean to you? When I come home, and I used to work on one night a week for our class, and when I would come home and John had made dinner, which made me understand that he knew what it was like to try to come home from work and get all rushed together and get dinner done and all the other stuff, and I'd come home and he'd have dinner fixed and might have put clothes on to wash. I mean, that was really like the neatest thing. And you felt that was just his way of saying, I appreciate what you do and let me help you in that and do that. Anyone else from this side or that side? Trying to catch you tonight. I wanted you all to be more talkative tonight. I thought the ladies were going to be talking our ears off tonight. Well, a woman doesn't like to feel neglected or unnoticed. Okay. She loves to feel noticed and, uh, and, and like you say, being, being heard. 
She likes to know that you're paying attention to her. Cool. Fantastic. She responds behind that. Fantastic. The next thing that we look at in a lady is peacemaking. C-O-U-P, peacemaking. A lady says, I feel that you're at peace with me or I feel the issues are resolved. That's how a lady feels at peace. When things are resolved, when you, number one, are willing to admit that you are wrong and apologize. And all the ladies said, Amen. Amen. I will add this, when you are willing to admit you are wrong and apologize when you are wrong. Ladies love to hear those words, I am sorry. In fact, they tell us that's a turn on for a lady to hear a guy say, I'm sorry. But one thing we've discovered over the last few weeks is it's almost easier for a guy to die for his wife than sometimes to say, I'm sorry for something. But these are simple ways that we can respect her and love her and give her what she needs by what? Just saying to her every now and then, I'm wrong and I apologize. The second thing is this, by keeping your relationship up to date. Resolving unresolved issues. Why? Because a lady can't handle the just drop it and move on. Ladies are historical, not hysterical. Don't misquote me. Ladies are historical. They'll bring back and bring back and bring back and bring back and the volcano will... It will explode and all of a sudden the guy said, what is the deal? All I said was, will you stop giving me directions in the car? And all of a sudden they're talking about this from last week. And going on, they sound like an auctioneer reeling off all this stuff. And you're like, almost like, what is the deal? You're clueless many times about the stuff. But can I add this? You're certainly not blameless. Clueless maybe, but not blameless. Why? Because... Three weeks ago, they needed the resolution and you didn't give it. So ladies, talk to us about the peacemaking process. Anyone want to say anything? And the last thing I'll say is we go to Miss D. The third thing under peacemaking is a lady feels so wonderful when after a hardship or, or you've had some disagreement that you'll sit down together and you'll just pray together and just ask the Lord just to help you in every situation. Miss D. One thing about peacemaking is... is you, I, I try very hard not to jump on Arnold when I'm really angry at him. My tongue is a little sharper than his tongue. So I'll try and walk away from it and get away from the situation and then come back. I, I will revisit it because we need to, sometimes we, we have to talk through it. So I will get away from it and then come back and revisit it because what can pearl off your tongue sometimes, you can't take it back and you can do more damage sometimes when you sit there and try to talk things out when you're really angry. So sometimes it's good to get away from it, come back and do it, revisit it so you can hash it out. And I try very hard to say, I'm sorry, because I'm not perfect. Cool. And, and sorry, just admitting it sometimes, even if I'm not wrong, just saying I'm sorry <laughs> goes a long way. Cool. You know, they often joke about the fact if you took a video camera and you videoed a disagreement or a couple getting in it, I wonder who is the one that looks wrong. The lady most of the time will begin to cry and she'll put her head down and she'll be distraught. And what the, will the guy do? He'll just get red in the face and mad and he'll start doing and he'll storm out of the room. If you were to videotape that with no sound, most of the time the guy would be the one that would look like he was in the fault for getting so angry and storming out of a situation. 
But remember, it's the way we handle things. But I like what Miss D said. Sometimes the best things we can do is when we're both mad is just calm down a little bit. I'll say this too. If you're really, really mad, it's not a good time to discipline your kids too. Sometimes you need to calm down a little bit and just get your sanity back and your sanctity back and just whatever you need to get back. But just go back and address it. When we turn around and we can cool down and get away, and you may feel better. Guys, you may feel better after you've cooled down. But a lady's cooled down, but she's not feeling better until she's talked about it. Melissa? Don't send flowers when it's peacemaking time. Okay, cool. <laughs> Don't send flowers. I, it just, like, it's kind of like a, I would say a drawback. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I was shopping for roses. Oh, my dad was shopping for roses once for my mum's birthday. And he bought her three dozen roses. And, um, and I was there with him. And this lady looked at him and said, I hate roses. And dad said, what do you mean you hate roses? Every woman loves roses. And she says, no, I don't. She said, because a rose to me just meant that my husband had just hurt me. And every time he hurt me, he just gave me a rose to say it was going to be okay. And she said it wasn't. She said, now I hate roses. It's like what Melissa says. Who wants that peacemaking? Just, you know, just to value me. Anyone else got anything they want to say? Let's move on quickly then. Loyalty, number five, the L. A lady says, I feel loyalty from you. I feel complete commitment from you when you, number one, don't look at another woman. Don't look at another woman. Now, guys, we understand that. It's not like you can't look at another woman because if that was the case, we couldn't look hardly anywhere. But you know there's a look and there's a look. Okay? A longing. Thank you. You know, someone talked about once that the Bible says, one of the things the Bible says is greet everyone with a holy kiss. That's what it said. And someone said to my grandfather once, well, what's the difference between a holy kiss and a regular kiss? He said about 15 seconds. (laughs) And I'll say this, that when you are looking at someone, Job said this, Job said, he said, I've made a covenant with my eyes. Job made a covenant with his eyes, he said, that he would not look upon the virgins of that day. But what did he say is that I'll look away. Larry Stockstill and others have have taught men to bounce their eyes. That if you see something, to bounce them away quickly. Not bounce them back and back and back and back and back. But ladies, they feel that loyalty when you're not looking at other people. You know, it, it's so degrading, I know for ladies, and I know that you've probably got some, so degrading, isn't it, when you feel that someone's just checking you out from top to bottom. I mean, it's just that you just feel so violated, literally, with someone looking at you like that. So we're, we're showing loyalty. Here's how we show loyalty too. Let me give you the other two things, and then I'll open it up for you. When we speak positive things about you, as in our wife, in front of families and friends, a lady doesn't feel any loyalty when you start airing any dirty laundry and talking to other people about a pro- Now, she may talk to all her girlfriends about it, but you better not talk about it, and then you're in trouble. And number three, when you don't bring up the D word, I wish I could just divorce you, the D word. Why? Because she'll never forget if you say things like that. It's hard for, let me rephrase that, it's hard for her to forget. And ladies, you need to forget that. If it has been said, you need to forget that. But you don't bring up things like that. She just needs to know that you are committed until death do us part. Anyone got anything they want us to talk about with the loyalty? Just, just looking with eyes or just anything like that. Anything that anyone want to say? You all gone quiet on me, I said enough? Anyone? 
Miss D, Melissa, you're the ones that's helping me out tonight. Thank God for Miss D and Melissa and Denise and Miss Pat. The four of us in the house. Number six that we see from a lady is she wants esteem. A lady says, I feel esteemed by you when you treasure me above everything else. And when you, here you are, here's the three things under esteem. Number one, when you verbally support and you honor me. Ladies like that to be verbally supported and honored. Number two, when you praise me for what I do. When I praise Kelly for what she does, she'll often come back to me and says, you don't have to do that because this is what I'm supposed to do. But there's something special, isn't it? The ladies that when there is something that you know is your obligation to do, isn't it something special that someone praises you for it anyway? Come on, that appreciation goes a long way. The honor and the esteem you feel. And here's the, here's the last thing under esteem. When you value my opinion as not being wrong when it's sometimes different to you. You know, Kelly will probably say that to me a lot. You know, you couldn't take my opinion. You couldn't take my word on it. You know, Mr. Huss told you and you did it. I've been telling you to do that for two weeks. You know, sometimes as a guy, it's hard to take because you have to say, but you know what, there's opinions there that may not be the same as yours, but it doesn't make them wrong. They're just different. But a lady feels esteem, honor, when you listen to what she says and you treat her. Amen. Anyone got anything they would like to say, ladies, on esteem? Anything? Kelly, you want to say anything? Denise? Thank you, Denise. A simple, thank you, sweetie. That was a really good dinner. Just for something, the ordinary dinner makes means a whole lot. Cool. cool. Guys, don't say, well, that's the best dinner you ever made because she's going to read into the fact that the last one she made wasn't very good. Okay, I don't know if this is what you're looking for, but I just wanted to say something about esteem and we as women in our own self-esteem. It is nice to hear, you know, good job from your husband or you look so pretty today, but we should never get our self-esteem from our husbands we, because he's, he's not always going to say that to us. He's not always going to come to us and say, oh, you look nice today. So our self-esteem should always come from our Heavenly Father and not, not from our husbands because he is, you know, he's human. He's going to let us down. And, you know, our Heavenly Father will never do that. So if we're, we're founded in that esteem that we have in him, then, you know, it's nice to get that from our husbands, but it's not something that we, we hold on to and that's where we gather all of it from. The, the, the way that Kelly, Kayla said is so true. The husband is not your source. He's just a benefit. He's a plus. God is your source. God is your source. Amen? Amen. So is that good, ladies? So um, that's practical ways that a man can spell love, C-O-U-P-L-E, to his wife. So let's close the service now. No, not on your life. We haven't finished yet. We've got to cover the guys. Ladies, it's our time now. We're going into extra innings tonight. I know it's already 8 o'clock, so I'm going to try and fly through this. So how does a wife practically respect her husband? And believe me, ladies, it's not just a three-letter word beginning with S and ending in X. A lot of people think that's all guys want, but there's deeper needs in a guy than just that. So we looked at that the guy spells respect is as in chairs. The first thing is conquest. Okay. And this is your first thought that a lady again hears when she says conquest. Oh, he is still unromantic. And ladies, can I tell you that we can hear your thoughts tonight? You don't know that Baloo hears the wife's thoughts, do you? Only joking. Maybe it would help us if we did. 
But a guy says, I feel that you appreciate my pursuit in my field or my desire to work and achieve when you, here you go, the three things a guy says, when you tell me thanks for going to work every day and providing for my family. Number two, when you cheer my successes, whether in business or in sports. He wants that cheerleader. And here's another way that a guy feels conquest in his life. is when you ask me about my dreams. A guy likes to talk about his dreams. Likes to talk about his dreams. Kelly, what is the, one of the dreams that I talk about nearly every night when I watch like, shows like The Pitchman and everything like that? What's one of my dreams? To be an inventor. To be an inventor. I've already got some ideas that I'm going to make some millions on. Be an inventor one day. Anthony Sullivan, watch out. I am coming. The new Billy Mays is in the house. But you know what? Guys, let's talk about that quickly. Isn't it nice to be appreciated for the fact you just go to work? Anyone got anything? Any guys who want to say anything or just add something? The ladies were quiet. The guys are probably going to be quiet. Miss D, Denise, and uh, Melissa, you can help me if you want <laughs> Okay. Let's go on then quickly. Hierarchy we saw from a guy. A guy says, I feel that you appreciate my position as overseer because that's his calling. To him, it's not a freedom. It's, a cho- it's not a choice. It's a calling for his desire to provide and protect and even die for you. When I, number one, when you say to me, I really appreciate you taking responsibility for me and my family. A guy, it does so much for a guy when a wife appreciates what he does. Number two, is when you are touched at the fact that I would literally die for you. Do you realize that? He would die for you. If a burglar came in your house tonight, he's not going to say, Sally, go and get him. He's going to step in front of a bullet or whatever. Why? Because he is ready to die for you if that's the case. That's how much he values you. And here's the last one. When you praise my commitment to provide, bring home the bacon. Guys like that. These are just practical ways. Let me fly through. Bishop, you can sit down because the guys ain't going to say anything anyway. And we're going to talk about number three, authority. A guy says, I feel you appreciate my power on your behalf or my desire to be strong and lead and make decisions when you, number one, when you tell me I'm strong and squeeze my muscles. Go on, ladies, if you're sitting by your husband right now, just squeeze his muscles quickly. Just squeeze his muscles. What did every guy probably do in here? They flexed up. Huh? They just, I saw Bishop right there when Roxanne, he was flexing those muscles. Just know, why? Because he just once had to feel that strength, you know? You know, when Kelly fills my arms, she has to take two hands to fill my arms. You know what I'm saying? I mean, absolutely incredible. And Roxanne had her fingers wrapped around Bishop's arms twice. So I don't know what that means. But, you know, just to, just to recognize he's strong. You know, it's just good. When you praise his good decisions, do guys make bad decisions? I'll answer that for you, ladies. I won't even let the ladies answer. I'm going to answer that for you. Yes, ladies, we make bad decisions. But you know what? We're in a position of authority that God has given us at the head of our homes. And don't always be quick to point out all the wrong decisions that we're never getting praise or accolations for the good decisions because not every decision we make is a bad one. We've maybe made some doozies in the past, but stop praising us for the good decisions. The third thing under authority is honor my authority in front of the kids. And if you've got a problem with that, differ with me in private. Did you hear that? If you don't agree with how I'm disciplining the kids, you don't bring that up in front of the kids. 
But if you have an issue, you differ with me in private. Kelly and I have been good at doing this. Not that there's major problems, but one of the things that I, I am very, and we've done this um, in the fact of there's been some things that I think teachers have done to our kids that have been completely out of order. But we don't tell our kids, that teacher's ridiculous. We make them do the punishment and then, hey, I'm going to call the teacher up and say, hey, I want to have a parent council, teachers meeting or whatever. I've gone to the principal a few times and sat down and says, hey, we need to have a come to Jesus meeting. We need to talk. But to our kids, you respect them, you do what they're saying. Even if you think it's unfair, you support. That's the same way with a a husband. You know, honor his authority in front of the kids. Don't buy him popcorn at the movies. I'm still immature in that thought. If you haven't been here the last Sundays, you don't know what I'm talking about. Number four, and I'm really nearly finished tonight. I really am. Insight. A guy says, I feel you appreciate my perspective and proposals, my desires to analyze and counsel when you thank me for my advice and knowledge. When you let me fix things and then then applaud the fact that I am solution-orientated. I can't help it. That's just how we are, solution-orientated. And when you tell me up front, this is a good one, ladies, help us out. When you tell me up front, you need an ear to listen and not a solution. That helps us a lot. And we appreciate that. Practical ways. Number five, relationship. When you just shut up, I'm only playing. (laughs) Just making sure that you are listening to me tonight. A guy feels value. When what? When you tell me that you like me. I mean, that's pretty practical, ladies, isn't it? I mean, if you were to ask most men if their wives love them, they would say yes, but does she like you? No. Tell your husband or act like you like him and not just love him. You know, a lot of people love each other, but very few people are still in love with each other. That's the liking part, wanting to be around each other, loving each other. Here's how a guy, practical ways to just spell respect through relationship with a husband. Here's by doing activities with him or watching him do them. You don't even have to do them. Just be there to watch him do them. A guy is energized. You know, I talked on Sunday that a guy is energized when his wife comes out to watch him mow the grass. Bill said he's energized when he watches Kay cut the grass. I don't know what that is all about. But that's what Bill told me, so there you go. So we'll have to take that up with Bill at the end. But guys, aren't we energized when our wives come out and support us? I I loved it when I played soccer and and people came out. I remember once we were playing soccer. I was playing soccer on a Wednesday night and I think about 20 of the people from the church came out and watched me after church. Man, that was the best game I'd ever played. Why? Because it was just energized that people were there cheering. They had banners and everything. It was incredible. I loved it. I loved it. And encourage, you know, a guy also, by encouraging your husband to have some alone time for himself. Ladies say alone time for him, he's gone all day, why should I give him alone time? Because, you know what, sometimes guys need that alone time and it energizes them that when they come back that they are ready to give more to you. More to you. And last but not least, sexuality. You know, and I I like how this one is left to the end because, again, I know what you ladies are thinking. Why is this the last thing? Because this is the first thing on his mind. No, it's not. We just read your thoughts again, you see. We're reading your ladies' thoughts here. But the guys say, I feel you appreciate my passion 
and pleasures, my desire for sexual intimacy, when you, you ready for this? When you initiate periodically. Guy likes that. When you respond to me more often, instead of pushing me away, when you respond. When you let me acknowledge weaknesses and the fact that I am visually orientated and you don't shame me with that. That when you talk about stuff, you know, it's amazing. Just, just the other day, Kelly and I were watching a show on TV. I think it was American Idol. And we were watching American Idol. And um, what's her name? J-Lo is one of the judges on there. And, and, and we're listening to what the judges have to say. And I said to Kelly, her share, if you can call it that, I said, is absolutely ridiculous. And Kelly says, what do you mean? I didn't even notice. It was amazing. And it's not that a guy looks first, but it almost seems like a guy is because they are visually orientated, they will catch something like that more than later. And then Kelly said, yeah, that's true. I didn't even notice that. But, you know, you almost feel bad because you sit back and you think to yourself, Kelly, I mean, what is she thinking about me? And it's not because we are like that, but it's just the wiring of a guy, you know? But that's why it's so important. That we've got to guard our eyes, watch what we watch, and just protect ourselves. But the ladies, you know, we, we like to feel close to you and respected when you understand that there are perhaps differences in us. So is it okay that we have different needs to each other? Come on, is it okay? But listen, our response in decoding each other's needs needs to be right. Why we need to give each other what they need. We need to meet each other's deepest needs. And you know what? When we meet each other's deepest need, we'll get what we need. Not wrong, just different. On Sunday, we're going to close this out for another year so you can breathe again. We're going to go on to something else after Sunday. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard. But we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.